Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekuller, the Louisville Real Estate Show with you till the top of the hour. Thanks for joining us. We've got an interesting show, as always, with lots of your questions and comments and news with us on our Zoom meeting, which goes up to uh, our YouTube channel. You can get to the YouTube channel, by the way, to go to uh, LouisvilleAnswers.com to see a rebroadcast. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team. They are the number one ranked home team inspection service in the country, and they have been for seven years, soon to be eight, we believe. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. Also with us, Kevin Disler, who is with Pitt & Frank Attorneys. You know, you can pick the closing attorney that you as the buyer want, and then I would tell you, you could not go wrong with Pitt & Frank Attorneys. You can call Kevin and his folks at 895-9900. Also, Son Greg is coming to us from the car because he is already busy on this Sunday morning shooting listings. Good to have all of you folks with us. We will start with a little news and interspersed news throughout the show. It looks like America's home buying binge is winding down. There's a vibe shift visible in both official data coming from sellers, buyers, and brokers. And this, if you may remember, this is what Jerome Powell ordered. The slowdown means the Fed's rate hikes are working cooling demand in an overheated overheated market. The buyers just stop buying, some agents say, around the country. The good news is for buyers, not so good for sellers. As oh, did, you just say, did you just say there was a vibe shift? Did you a use vibe, the word vibe shift. Yeah, I did oh, use the word. Oh. Hey, I'm He's not that old. With the vibe shift. I'm Look not that old, I'm telling you. Hey, All right, Bob's generation invented that term. What are you That's talking right, about? buddy. No, you're right. No, it comes full circle. We're going to start wearing bell bottoms again soon. All right, we move forward. We'll, we'll get some more news in throughout the show. Attorney um, Kevin Disler, this one comes in an email. Ryan, and I clued you in on this because I think you may have some info on this. Ryan sent us an email this week. It says, I listen to your show, your radio show, quite frequently, but I've never heard this topic discussed. So that got my attention. He says, I know you uh, sell real estate, uh, residential and commercial real estate, but do you sell businesses as well? He says, I don't actually own the property, just lease the property from a landlord and then operate a franchise business with the property. So I guess the question is, do you sell businesses as well or have an agent on your team that focuses on selling business? So I sent that to Kevin because we have folks who do some of that, but not all of it. One response that from my team says, Kevin Reynolds, who's here in town, could actually help you. If you want more, you can reach out to me on that, Ryan. Kevin, did you have uh, this or did you have uh, information on that? Yeah, it's a, you know a lot of people do is franchise, for instance, where you'll you'll lease the uh, the actual property where the business is located. Yeah. But you're trying to sell a franchise or buy a franchise, and there are business brokers here in Louisville. There's not too many of them, but they specialize in that. Sometimes they'll bring aboard someone like Bob that uh, does uh, the real estate part of it, and uh, also the business broker to handle. It's kind of specialized, looking over franchises franchise agreement, those type of things. And usually you have to bring an attorney and Pitt and Frank does that as well for a selfless, uh, selfish plug there. No, you work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, but there are a few in town and I mentioned, I passed on one that used to be with Remax and I think she's moved on to another place, but there are about three or four more around town. Yep. If you want to, we'll get you more information, Ryan, if you want to reach out to me or Kevin and we'll give out the numbers in a bit, Brad, if you were going to sell your business, first of all, I will tell you, I would not allow it. You're just too good. <laughs> and, that. that would just not happen. But you have to go through a whole series of steps yeah. and formulations and to determine what your P&L is, what the profit center yeah. is. For It's a big formula. It's not the easiest thing yeah. to do. 
All right, moving on. This this question actually comes to Brad, uh, which Denny sent us the email. He says he has an older home with, yes, you guessed it, folks, a federal Pacific panel. When he bought the house, the panel cover, so we're talking about that plate that goes over the breakers, yep. was missing, but there was a wood paneling cover that was fashioned over it. So he had like a wood door that closed over it. Yeah. He says now he's about to sell. He's wondering if he will be required to get a cover for the Federal Pacific panel. Is it even worth looking for a cover? What do you think? Well, I think he's going to run into a challenge, you know, whether it's the cosmetic fix, there's a lot of folks that have those wooden doors, you know, particularly in panel basements that they just put them together years and years ago. But the problem is the Federal Pacific panels are all, you know, they're the youngest ones are going on almost 50 years old. So uh, regardless of what's on the outside of it, it's going to uh, whoever inspects the house is going to recommend an electrician actually evaluate the entire system to see whether or not it's time to do a an upgrade to that panel which is going to take care of the uh the 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 door uh itself as part of that evaluation it may be worth it to just chunk the panel the federal yeah. pacific look online for problems yeah. with federal pacific panels because we've talked about that it's really not mm -hmm. a good scenario well just to interject one thing yeah. i just had a recent deal and we we assumed that the panel had to be replaced and apparently there's a little bit of a backlog as far as like everything else, trying to get a new yes. panel in. So we really? specifically put it in the, the contract extra time for it. Brad's shaking his yeah. head, but they're talking to we, 60 to 90 days before they we, get one. Yeah, we've heard the same thing. I mean, builders are talking about that. I mean, the, uh, you know, 200 amp panel, I mean, some of these common sizes are just, they're, they're just long backlogs to get them. So I don't know that every, you know, electrical company in town is going to have a supply of, a, you know, 150 or 200 amp panel that they can uh, drop in. Good so, point. Good point. Very good points, guys. All right, we're going to move forward. Just a quick reminder, if you'd like me to come out to talk to you about your home, getting it on the market, what the plan is there, it's uh, no obligation. It's free of charge. Simply go and uh, call me at 376-5483, or you can go to bobsellmyhome.com or sellmyhomebob.com. Again, we'll make an appointment, come out, no obligation. It's free of charge. We can get you uh, with a plan to get going, and then we can help you list and sell it. All right, back to our questions uh, for uh, this time, um, Mr. Dissler. Uh, Ashley's emailed us with a problem. Her parents are getting on in years, and they own their home outright. They've been looking at reverse mortgages, but Ashley says she's worried about that because she doesn't know if it's a scam, and she also wants to know if there's anything we know about it. By the way, Greg, who, of course, is my son, if I ever talk about <laughs> getting a reverse mortgage, just shoot me right there. Oh, no. Trust me. We have, the, the, the girls now have a contingency plan. My sister oh, very good. Oh, good. Yeah. Just watch what well, you eat. Hey, it'll listen. be way more humane, Bob. It'll be way more. Thank you so much. By the way, watch what you eat. I had a really bad stomach ache yesterday, and I was worried that it was like I had an um, internal ulcer or something. And then I found out that there's apparently a bug going around, uh, some sort of virus bug for the stomach, 24 hours. So if you're feeling yeah. sick, check with the doctor, of course, but know that that's going around. So, um, what would you say about reverse mortgages, Kevin? Back to the actual question. Well, they, you know, the, the federal government does regulate that area, um, and there are a few people in town. Just again, just a couple that specialize in reverse mortgages. Not, they're, they're, they tend to be fairly expensive, fairly document intensive, and so I think they work in certain situations. But for most people, I think they're probably better alternatives. 
uh, talk to your realtor, talk to a mortgage broker, talk to your financial advisor. There very well may be better ways to do it, especially since the interest rates have popped up quite a bit. The amount of payments that you will receive back is probably going to be a lot to be somewhat more diminished. But uh, I just think it probably if you've got an investment advisor that you trust, uh, seek out their advice. Some people do it in town. It's the correct product, but for only a, uh, a few people. And I would say the, the problem is a lot of real estate agents, a lot of people don't know much about the real ins and outs of reverse mortgages. Uh, you could do a search on Google for problems with reverse mortgages. Would, people- would, you, say, would you say reverse mortgages are firm for people who have no heirs or, or people who yeah, maybe. Yeah, right. Yes. So you're hearing you're hearing Greg uh, chime in about if I did a reverse mortgage, then <laughs> he and his sisters would not be getting anything. From no, me. I'm just saying. Kevin said they are good <laughs> for some people. And my point is, are those people the people that don't have any? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, this this case, Ashley is writing us the email. But just so you know, when you do a search on Google, be careful. Because if it's an ad, it could have a vested interest behind it. Oh, yeah, good point. Always yeah. try to skip to the, the middle bottom yeah. of the page. Yeah. Even skipping to page two, good point, Bob. Yeah. They still put ads at the top of page two. You can denote it yeah. by seeing the little thing. Ad say ad, so avoid those. Good point. There's some interesting information about from Forbes magazine, for example, reverse mortgage reviews. Is it a ripoff or a good idea? So I would go out there and just do some real good research. Uh, again, I'm not so sure how many realtors or even mortgage people have the information about reverse mortgages, but certainly it's something to, and hopefully actually you get some information. By the way, actually let us know how that turns out because certainly we'd want to help you down the road here. Uh, if you don't get the information, we'll go a little deeper. Uh, this is going back over to Brad and Tonia recently updated her kitchen cabinets. And in this kitchen, he's now planning on selling in a couple of months, his whole house. Apparently, a real estate agent asked him if he updated the GFCI near a sink when he updated the kitchen cabinets. And Antonio is wondering, is that necessary? He also, by the way, put a refrigerator on a GFCI outlet, and he's wondering if that's advisable. So what's the – if because we have a lot of listeners who yeah. are staying and doing updates, but what w- requires you to update based on the – I know you don't quote ordinances – right? But to update your GFCI in the kitchen? Yeah, I think the easiest way that we've found to explain that is if they have to pull a permit for electrical, uh, then they have to upgrade the GFCI. A lot of these uh, upgrades in kitchens with new countertops, new cabinets, you're not you're not pulling any permits, you're not doing any plumbing, you're not doing any electrical work. So I don't think that, that would ever come into uh, into play. Um, now, of course, installing GFCI is uh, is very straightforward. Um, you know. It's a it's it's something that a lot of homeowners with with a little bit of protection experience could be able and to. And Brad, do it correct themselves. me if I'm wrong with the with the you know the GFCI specifically on the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably want the GFCI breaker to be at the box and not at the outlet plate because if you got if it trips, then you got to pull the refrigerator out right to get back to reset the trip versus going to the electrical box, which is still okay for code, right? Like you could, yeah. For instance, if you know you wanted to switch out your breaker, which would right. definitely require a little bit more uh, know-how from electrical uh, awareness, but yeah, the only thing about that, uh, Greg, is that most of the most of the GFCIs, you know, like you're talking about, are in new construction where they have the right. new panels, you know. But the common panels that we see, you know, you're going to have the GFCI actually in the wall. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, they're they're tricky to get to in some places. Uh, 
you know, I think it's a, it's, they, they should be on a GFCI. Um, keep in mind too, that, you know, a lot of times in kitchens, uh, the way the electrician set a kitchen up is you may have GFCI protection uh, off one outlet, but it's, it connects down, you know, to down, two more outlets. Down, yeah. Right. Exactly. That's so even problem. though it's, yeah. Yeah, so even though it doesn't it look like a GFCI, it is still GFCI protected. It should have a little label on it specifying this GFCI protected. Moving on, uh, if you'd like to sign up for our uh, bi-monthly newsletter, simply go to welovelouisville.com and just fill it out. We'll get a copy of the newsletter. We update it on every two weeks, just so you know, and it gets sent out to you once you go forward. Also, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to give you some tips on how to prevent home invasion or better protect your home. I think there's, some of these are really good. Some of them, you know, we've heard before, but we'll try to get to the very best of them. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the home tips, more of your questions. We're doing our COVID show, which means continuing where we do this via Zoom. By the way, we're talking with getting back into the studio and doing our shows, guys, just down the road here. We'll find out if that does happen. Um, but in the meantime, we do this show, and then we upload a copy of it to YouTube, and you can go to louisvilleanswers.com to see a rebroadcast and the video portion of this show. You'll see each of us in our own offices, homes, and cars. With us, uh, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. Also, Kevin Dissler with Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. You can reach me to set up an appointment to come out, help you come up with a plan to list and sell your home free of charge, no obligation, then we come out and get it listed. You can reach me on my cell phone, 376-5483. And my son, Greg, who does our marketing photography, so much more is out this morning, also in his car and uh, talking to us as well. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Pip and Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt and Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt and Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations, and as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. 
I built the number one brokerage firm in New York City by marketing luxury homes to the most qualified buyers. What makes the difference today in your area? The same thing, custom marketing to the right buyers. In Louisville, the agents with the best marketing plan are Bob and Greg Sikola. Their personalized marketing sells more homes for more money. If they can't find the right buyer on your deadline, they will buy it. Get the best marketing for your home. Go to resellouisville.com and put more money in your pocket. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekuller, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the top of the hour. Thank you so much, Barbara Corcoran, who does such a great job for us, and also on Shark Tank. She's a great lady. Uh, we also remind you, if you'd like us to come out and help you, we have five ways to help you sell your home now. Just about guaranteed to help you find your home before you have to move out of your home. For more info, go to bobsellmyhome.com or sellmyhomebob.com, or you can reach me at 376 376- 5483. That's 502 area code. Also with us, Kevin Disler, Penn Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. And Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. And then also my son, Greg, who does our photography, marketing, and so much more. Well, one of the big concerns, and this happened to me, uh, was getting broken into. This happened about three or so years ago in my home. And since then, I've been scared. I have extra video cameras on my house all around, outside, inside, um, alarm system, and two big German shepherds uh, and two little beaver dogs that are also barkers. So there's alarms everywhere. But 81% of home invasions actually occur through first floor doors and windows. So be aware of that 61% of offenders were unarmed. They were unarmed when they entered a home. And by the way, just so you know, victims of burglary has lost an estimated $3.0 billion, that's billion, in property losses just a, in a year. So some of the things you can do, change the lock. If you're moving and you move into a new home, don't trust that you got all the keys because maybe a neighbor's got it, maybe it's gotten out. So after you, um, you move in, change the lock, invest in maybe a smart lock where you can change the actual passcode or the tumblers to the locks uh, the, itself. Brad, you may uh, jump in here, Kevin, as well, if you have any other tips that, as we go forward here. Invest in motion sensor lights and avoid hiding a spare key outside if you can at all uh, do that. Just You can get those punch codes, which I've got, which are really good because you can change those codes fairly simply if you need to, but the lights come on, that works. Never post on social media that you're going on a trip. That is really a bad scenario secure valuables in a safe you can buy these safes i bought one from amazon and you can put it in the wall hide it with something and no one thief's never going to know that your valuables are in there also add a privacy film to your windows and close your blinds so that the burglars or people walking along the street can't see in make your home look lived in this is really important simple steps really such as stopping the mail or asking a neighbor to pick it up for you Hiring someone to keep the lawn mowed and inviting a neighbor to park their car in your driveway as long as it doesn't trip oil. Uh, those are some really good tips, especially as many of us are going to be going on vacations over the summer. Always keep your garage well, door. And I've got a, I've yeah. got a paranoia one. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, no, garage door. Go ahead. I'll, I'll follow right up that. Okay. Up, upgrade your door to make it less uh, pervious, uh, supervious to uh, getting broken into. And make your home more visible. By that, basically... Make sure that you trim back unruly hedges and make sure yeah. your home is, your uh, is, is visible, right? Install a, sec- a security system as the last tip. Go ahead, Greg. Well, that, so, that gar- so the garage door thing, I was yeah. thinking about earlier, my level of paranoia, I have a, there's a, most of the newer ones do have a lock feature 
where it will not allow any wireless transmission to open. So like when we go to bed at night or when we leave for vacation or whatever, I will lock it and you can only, so then you can only get in through the actual pad. So I have to go into the house with the key when we get back home, whatever. But every night before I go to bed, part of my routine is I go and I lock the wireless transmitters on my garage doors because Listen, we're we're a new construction. There's a lot of yeah. people around. I've lost a remote before. We, you know, you go to the body shop, you drop it on whatever. There's yeah. there's a lot of times where that's out of your hands. So that's one way you can completely just don't forget. The big thing is don't forget to unlock it when you leave in the morning, or you have to get out of your car to manually close the garage. So. Do you have an alarm system on your home? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, because you can always have them put a sensor on the garage door. So it automatically lets you know yeah, the door is up. I've done yeah. that. I've done that. I don't want to set off the alarm. I, you know, when you've done that, I did that at my old house, and it's it, you cause some sometimes false alarms when you set it off. And I'm, I'm, you know, we got charged a couple times because the wife forgot to, you know, signal it, and it happened. So we, it, there's other ways to confirm that the garage door doesn't open if you want to. Got it. By the way, if you're thinking about selling your house and you'd like a very helpful booklet, free, no obligation, send me an email. Send the email to bob at wesellouisville.com. Put selling tips in the subject line. We'll send it out to you via email right away. Also, 58% of U.S. adults say they're willing to take steps to find housing that is more affordable. Young adults, Greg, take note, Gen Z, millennials, are more likely to do so than older generations. That's a new survey from a company called bankrate.com. The actions include moving to a less expensive area, or even purchasing a fixer-upper because they're not able to find homes that uh, suit their needs completely. We always say, if you can find a home that does 75% of what you're looking for, that may be the home to go for. CJ sent us an email. Kevin, he is behind on his mortgage, and his lender has already sent him notifications moving forward with foreclosure procedures. He's hired a bankruptcy attorney and is in the process of filing bankruptcy. But with everything that's going on out there with COVID and the like, can a mortgage company foreclose and force CJ and his family out of the house at this point? Well, I, I think now the, the moratorium, and I'm trying to think how I think the, the court actually came up and kind of uh, allowed foreclosures to continue once again. Uh-huh. But there are so many programs available out there. If you can show some type that your income was impaired or your uh, perhaps your spouse lost a job, I still believe that there's a lot of programs out there to help and assist. Uh, the other thing, if he is um, engaged a bankruptcy attorney, once they actually file, then that would pretty much put uh, at abeyance the uh, foreclosure proceeding and let his bankruptcy attorney have an opportunity to kind of work out everything for him. But uh, I just read something the other day. I, I still think there are just quite a few programs available out there. And again, you have to prove your income was somehow impaired related to COVID. Right. There's always that this part of this is the either lost a job, health benefit problem, things like that, that or related to COVID in this case. So Moving on back over to Brad, Diana sent us an email that she recently had a new water heater installed in her basement. They were two prices that she did. Now, everyone take note of this one to have it installed and certified with a certificate and the other to just have it installed. Mm-hmm. The cost to have it installed, just installed with no certificate was a lot less. And she went ahead to a friend's home recently and noticed a water heater sticker lying on the floor. I don't like this where this is going. She said yeah. she picked it up, put it on her water heater in her house. Mm-hmm. She says she's now regretting doing that and wonders what type of problem she can get into when she sells her home. Kevin, you may want to jump in on this as well. So what would you say to Diana at this point? Yeah. Well, I, I, let me go first. I mean, I would uh, always recommend that if you're 
putting any sort of plumbing uh, apparatus like that in your house, you're following all of the code requirements and not shortcutting. I, I can't imagine a licensed plumber offering a shortcut option there. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, and then as far as her picking up a sticker and putting it on there, we know that it has nothing to do with it. Um, it's, it's, you know, that particular thing. But going forward, too, I, I don't know that anyone's going to be checking. Uh, it's not going to be part of a home inspection. It's not going to be part of a of a uh, real estate transaction. But um, I'll, I'll <laughs> let Kevin jump in from there. Anything from a legal aspect on that, Kev? Well, I think that you've, you've, you've got something, especially if you're in the process of selling, when you, you take the sticker and put it on the hot water heater or the electrical panel, you're creating the impression that it's been inspected by the, the folks at the city and it's been approved. And it has not been. I mean, mm-hmm. I just think with home, and this is Brad's, but the but home inspector says, you know, the sticker's not on it, which requires a trip down to uh, have someone from the city come out uh, you have to sit around and wait. They come and take a look at it, and then they put the sticker on. That shows that someone came out there and approved either the installation or the repair. And I think that you're creating the reasonable impression upon buyers that that has been done, and that would be called. Uh, let's let's not use fraud. Let's use misrepresentation. That's a kinder. Term. There you go. That's a nice there term. You go. All right. So one of the things that uh, we as a team we do a lot of listings and a lot of sales. We've been trying to stay away from open houses. Greg will tell you. We just find that there's so many people who are on the internet looking at our pictures and the videos. Open houses are somewhat passe. And now a new report is out that is a major warning for any real estate agent who is listening to us and also sellers. The warning is that at open houses, thieves disguised as home buyers may swipe jewelry, prescription drugs, and other valuables from homes. Real estate pros warn in a recent article of the New York Times. Some experts are predicting open house thefts could get worse this spring and summer. And again, this is nothing new, but the fact that this is now being pushed out again because of the state of the industry, prices going up, people are needing money for gas. We may see an, a, a concerted effort with this. So be careful, folks. Be very, very careful as we go forward. Samantha is writing in in this email. She says uh, she's selling her house. She got a call from her agent saying that the buyer's agent was not going to be available to show the house. Would she? The homeowner, Samantha, allow the person to come in to the unoccupied house while no one was there. Uh, My personal feeling on this, and Kevin, we're going to go to you in a sec here, is never let an unrepresented, unauthorized buyer in your house. We just read the story about open houses when there's even somebody there as an agent being there, but they can't be everywhere in the house. So just imagine... Not that a buyer is going to do something, but you got to protect your house and your valuables. Kev, your thoughts? Well, like you said, personal safety. There were a whole rash of cases, too, where somebody says, I want to see a house, and they meet the realtor there. And uh, especially a lot of the ladies were you know, in, in a very awkward position. So same thing here. You're inviting someone in the house that you do not know, you don't have a relationship with. Uh, that's dangerous. The other thing from a legal context is you're there as the owner. You like your house. You you, you want to make statements. Uh along the line of the, the, the last guest or the person that wrote in, you uh-huh. may misrepresent, you may overstate, you may elaborate, and you have to be careful with what you say. Discrimination claims can come in. I was hoping to uh, sell this to a nice, young, fill-in-the-blank, religious, yeah. ethnicity, whatever. Right. And so and sometimes you can get yourself in trouble. You know, like I said, realtors, if you're there, you know what to say and what you can't say and if you're there with a prospective buyer 
you can get yourself in hot water. I think we can all agree, do not let a buyer into your house without representation from a buyer's agent to keep an eye. Final question going to Brad Carlos. Sent us an email. He says he saw a Groupon ad in his email for air duct cleaning. And he remembered some months ago that we were talking about good and bad air duct uh, companies. I remember, Brad, you talking specifically about that. And he's wondering, what should we, the general we, you, me, and all our listeners, look for if we're going to have our air ducts cleaned in time for a spring cleaning? Yeah, so a couple things that I would want to know is, one, I'd want to know what the process they're using because there's some of these companies out there that are just coming in with giant blowers, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're very efficient, and they seem to I've looked at a couple of houses where the, that type system has been used and they kind of leave a mess behind. So I'd want to make sure that they've got a vacuum system. A lot of them will have an agitator that goes through the ductwork to kind of knocking things loose as it goes to be vacuumed out. So I'd want to know what the process is. And I would absolutely definitely check their, their Google reviews and check even better business bureau and see what uh, type of, of complaints that they had, or, you know, just find out what you can about the, uh, the company. I'm always, you know, I'm always, cautious about anything I get, you know, a Groupon for. Yeah. Um, I know there's plenty of, you know, awesome businesses that use Groupon, but it just, you know, to me, it just smacks of a little bit of uh, overselling, um, more of a marketing machine than, a, than an actual service machine there. Your bottom line, do your research. That You're absolutely yeah. right. All right, we're out of time. My thanks to Kevin Dissler, Fit and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. My son, Greg, who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. You can reach me anytime to come out, do a little consult, talk about what the plan could be, should be, maybe thoughts about the future. No obligation, no costs, and we can decide if you want to go forward and list the house. You can reach me anytime on my cell phone, 502-376-5483. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.